You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 147. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth, so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, a Dave Ramsey smart investor, pro, a fiduciary, a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. Today's episode is the three decisions that could ruin your retirement. You're going to want to listen to this because you want to make sure these three decisions are correct. But before we get to the topic of the day. Couple things. One, if you could leave a review for Best in Wealth on the Apple Podcast app, that would be awesome. This would allow other listeners to find the show and to improve their family stewardship and investing skills. I would greatly appreciate that. And number two, I was at a funeral yesterday. And I learned two things that stuck with me at the funeral. Number one is strong faith and hope make for a better funeral. The funeral I was at was first a friend's father. He's also somebody who has been a confidant for a real long time and I never knew his dad. I was there for him and also some other people that I knew through clients, etc. So I didn't know my friend's dad. But everybody at that funeral seemed energized and they seemed excited. Now it turns out that my friend's father has not been breathing very well for a while. So he is breathing easier now. But I still didn't feel the kind of sorrow. And I'm sure they were hurting for themselves. They miss their dad. But I didn't see it. I think because I learned what strong Christians these folks are and it was awesome to see the amount of faith and hope that filled up this church was absolutely amazing. I know that I left there thinking I need to grow my faith more. I am faithful but I need to grow it more. I want to develop more faith and hope of what is to come as I start to grow in being the family steward that I want to be. The second thing that I learned was my friend who was given the eulogy 
He said that his dad always said, I think he said it was either his dad or it's something that he said, but 80% of life is showing up, just showing up. You know, we read books and we try and uh, get better at things and increase our skill level and all of these things, but it turns out that most of life is just showing up. And why that is is so important because I look back in my life and I think about the times when I didn't exactly show up. Do you have any of those times in your life where you look back now and you think, oh man, I wish I would have showed up in this moment, showed up for my parents, my friends, in some way, shape, or form, either giving of your resources or just being there. 80% of life is showing up. It's not hard. And for us as family stewards, what we need to gain is the wisdom to show up whenever we need to. Because as I always say, there's going to come a time. There's going to come a time when you're going to hit financial freedom. You're going to go through retirement. I know because you're doing all the right things because you've been listening to this show for a long time and doing things on your own and making it happen. But there will come a time, my friend, where you will be lying on your deathbed or something similar to that. And you'll think about your regrets. And I feel like some of those regrets, and I hope there's minimal regrets. That's the goal here is to minimize our regrets. And I hope that we can say as family stewards that we continued to show up. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The three decisions that could ruin your retirement. Because the thing about decisions though is that making decisions, it's hard. Some people have a really difficult time making decisions about anything. I mean, we're built in a lot of different ways. Some of us can just make decisions really fast. Maybe we're making decisions too fast. I know good leaders need to make decisions very quickly sometimes, even if they're the wrong decisions. But we're faced with a lot of decisions in our life. Who to marry, what home to buy, and where to buy it. Do we have kids and how many? And I know sometimes it's not always up to us. Where do we send our kids to school? Spending money on big projects. Do we do it? Don't we do it? What workout plan to choose? Oh, what to cook for dinner for Criminy Out Loud? There's a lot of decisions to make. So sometimes we just lock up and we don't make any decisions. But really, that in itself is making a decision, a non decision is actually making a decision. I don't know where I'm going to buy this home, so I'll continue to rent. Well, it's not like you didn't want to buy. You want to buy a house. You just got locked up, so you didn't make a decision when really you did. You decided not to buy the house. 
This happens to people who are wanting to get married and they're so scared to pull the trigger on their girlfriend or boyfriend because they don't know if they're the one. And so they continue to not make a decision to get married. Even though they want to get married, they're making a non-decision. They wanted to get married, but they didn't. Some people do that with investing. Their bank account starts creeping up higher and higher, and they're sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of cash, and they know that the money should be invested to earn more of a return, but they don't know how to invest the money, or they don't know which decision to make, so they make a non-decision, which in essence is the decision not to invest the money at all. So here though, are three decisions and one or two could be considered a non-decision that could ruin your retirement. All right. Number one is failing to plan for retirement. The question for me then is, Scott, why do I need to plan? Why do I need to plan for retirement? Well, there are several reasons. (laughs) Number one is you want to get on the same page as your spouse. It is so important for a healthy marriage is to get on the same page. And so many of us are married and living our lives and just doing the best we can, raising kids, investing in our 401k, just ultimately so busy that we don't come together and talk about the future. And your idea of retirement could be so much different than your spouse's idea. And as you get older, you fail to talk about it and it starts to become something big. Because if you're not planning correctly, you may never get there. And if you're not compromising with your spouse, well, I don't know how you can develop some sort of a plan if you're not coordinating and compromising with your spouse. I mean, the other reason is you have to start with the end in mind. Start with the very And wasn't it Stephen Covey that talked about the starting with the end in mind? Think of your life as a book. And we want to write the last page now because we don't want somebody else to write our own story. If we can control the narrative by writing our own story, by planning for our future, guess what? We are writing our own story. And if we have dreams, and man, I hope as family stewards, you have really big dreams. Well, you need to start with the end right now to make sure you accomplish all those dreams. Didn't we just talk about regret in the opening? I don't want you to think about the last chapter of your life and you failed to plan. And so there's things that you've thought about during your life as you were cutting the lawn or sitting at work or 
trying to fall asleep and you thought about things you wanted to accomplish in your life before you are no longer here. And now you don't have the resources to do so. Wouldn't it be great if you started planning this stuff right now? Because if you can do all the things you want to by writing your own story and living out those dreams, you will end up with very little regret. And why do I want us to have such little regret? Because people who are filled with regret are bitter. And that's not what this world needs right now. We don't need another bitter person. We need wholesome family stewards. And the only way we're going to get there is if we plan. And it starts with us. It starts with our life and our family's life. We want to get in and plan your retirement and the rest of your life right now. Get on the same page as your spouse. I mean, I know that you want to plan. I really do. I just think that there's probably some things holding you back. You don't know where to start. You don't know if you should engage in a financial advisor or if you can just start planning this all out on your own. And so a lot of things don't happen. Like the planning doesn't really happen. Guess what? You want a plan. You don't know where to start. So you're making that non-decision, which is actually a decision, which is not to plan for your future when you should. All right. The second decision that could ruin your life is planning. So you're doing some planning, but planning to work longer as part of your plan. What do I mean by that. Well, I knew a guy back in 2008 and he was very high up in the company. He was one of the vice presidents of a pretty large company of a pretty large town. He was doing fantastic. Then what happened? The great recession happened. He didn't have a plan at all. He got scared. He sold all of his investments. And he said, you know what? I just got freaked out. I didn't have, you know, he didn't know, he didn't have an investment policy statement. He didn't have a, a retirement plan. He didn't have the end in mind. He just knew that what he thought was going to be there in two or three years isn't there anymore because he sold when the market was really low. But he said, you know what? That's okay. It's okay because I'm just going to work longer. I don't mind my job. I might be in my 60s, but I'm okay with working a little longer. But guess what? Working longer is not always your decision. If we move this story forward in a year and a half, this particular individual was downsized. The company was trying to restructure And they no longer felt they needed a a VP in this position. So he was let go in his mid-60s when he wanted to work another five years. It wasn't his decision. Sometimes it's not even downsizing. Sometimes your health doesn't allow you to work longer than you want to. 
or to work well into your 60s or into your 70s because your body just isn't holding up or your mind just isn't holding up. So when we go back to number one on planning for the rest of your life, we got to think about all of these curveballs. And a curveball could be downsized. A curveball could be your health deteriorating. And here's another curveball that I just witnessed this week from a phone call that I got in. It might be your spouse is planning to work longer and they pass away. The plan was to work longer. And I'm not saying that this particular individual, there's any problem with their plan, but it could be. And now your spouse is left holding what's left and trying to put those pieces back together in the retirement plan that doesn't exist in the first place, if you know what I mean. We need to plan for retirement and we need within that plan to look at every curveball, including what would it look like if I stopped working at 55 or 60 or 65? Is my plan going to blow up? Am I going to have a lot of regrets because I'm not going to live the rest of my life the way I want to? That's why we got to look at all of this stuff right now. And part of your plan should be, let's get the financial freedom as quick as we possibly can so that I don't have to have part of my plan be to work longer. Because I just, as I just pointed out, that's something you may not be able to control. And finally, the third thing or the third decision that could ruin your retirement is by not hiring a financial advisor. (laughs) Now, hear me out for a second. Am I biased? Yes, because I am a financial planner. I am a certified financial planner. Yes, I'm biased. Is part of the reason why I have this podcast is because I want to gain new clients? Well, yes, but you know what? Most of the people listening to this show are never going to reach out to me ever. And you know what? That's okay because part of my life plan has been to do a podcast and doing a podcast, if it brings in more business for my company, Fortress Planning Group, great. But part of why I started Fortress Planning Group to begin with was so I could reach many people and be a little bug in their ear to keep them motivated on their financial journey to be the best financial steward that they can. So I'm okay saying that you need a financial advisor because you know what? It does not need to be me. All right. Now, Quick little plug, if you like me, if you feel like you need a financial advisor, you should go check out FortressPlanningGroup.com and read about Fortress Planning Group, number one. And number two, you should schedule a 15-minute consultation with me by clicking on the link and just scheduling, having access to my calendar. I think that would be great if after listening to this podcast that you engage. I have many clients in many different states and we meet via Zoom conference. So it doesn't matter that you're not in my area. However, it's okay if you never call me. 
It's okay if you never call financial or fortress planning group, but I do believe that most of the people listening to this podcast are probably do-it-yourselfers. And in a lot of areas, being a do-it-yourselfer is good. Okay, I'm a do-it-yourselfer in areas. I painted my garage a couple of weeks ago. How many people paint their garage? You never have time to paint your garage. Well, you do when it's COVID, and I painted my garage. However, there are many reasons why you would want a financial advisor. And financial advisors get paid in a lot of different ways. You could hire an advisor just to make a plan for you. You could hire an advisor just for some some hourly planning. Or you could hire an advisor that can sit next to you through your financial journey a certified financial planner, a fee-only independent certified financial planner that can be objective about your money when you are subjective. But you know another really big reason why you want somebody in your corner if you're a do-it-yourselfer? It's because normally that do-it-yourselfer, and I'm probably talking to you now because your spouse is probably not listening to this podcast because you're doing everything. You're the one creating the investment plan, creating the retirement plan, opening up these other bank accounts and investment accounts, doing the trading, working the 401k and making those decisions and those investment decisions. But what happens when you're no longer around? That's what just happened to me this week. I got the call. What happens if you're no longer around? What is your spouse going to do? Either you need to get her in the game now, or you need to find some sort of advisor in your corner to help you out. Once you are gone, the do-it-yourselfer is gone, and your spouse is left trying to pick up all the pieces, trying to figure out where the investments are, how the money is invested. Are you supposed, are they supposed to be doing different trading every month? What system do you have? What are the passwords? All kinds of stuff that a grieving spouse of a do-it-yourselfer has to put up with because you didn't bring somebody in your corner. You need to go out and find somebody that you can trust so that if you do leave this great earth first, that you don't leave your spouse hanging. You know, I got all of my clients a book for Christmas two or three years ago. It's a just a fill it out kind of book, and it was titled, You're Dead, Now What?, And there were different pages to put passwords, to put bank accounts, to put all kinds of things in there as a starting point when the do-it-yourselfer passes away and the spouse is left picking up the pieces. And this isn't me trying to give you some sort of a guilt trip. I just want you to think this through. I mean, mostly... Do-it-yourselfers, they still have questions, many questions. They just don't want to pay to get those questions answered. But there are many different ways now that advisors get paid, and it's completely worth it to have somebody in your corner, especially 
if you pass away first. All right, what did we learn today? Well, we learned that having faith and hope really helps out at a funeral, that's for sure. We learned as family stewards that we need to show up. We need to show up for our friends, for our family, for our colleagues, and for the world. Those are the starting points. And then we need to make sure that we're making really good decisions along the way. We need to plan for retirement. Let's not fail. Let's not let the book write it for us. Let's write the book ourselves. Let's start with the end in mind. Let's plan. And as we're planning, let's not make part of that planning that we're just going to work longer because we know that that might not be our decision. And so we need to plan for these curveballs. We need to make sure that we hit financial freedom as quickly as possible. And I'm telling you, my friends, that's when the doors are open wide for so many good things to come for you and your family. Your time, your resources, oh, they are gonna be used to the maximum to help this world and finally find somebody in your corner find a certified financial planner that you can interview that you trust that you can bring into your inner circle that can help guide in questions that you have even if you're a do-it-yourselfer and somebody that your spouse can turn to should you pass away you will be doing your spouse the biggest favor ever well maybe not the biggest favor ever but you know what i'm saying a really big favor this would be a great start if you have questions reach out to me scott at fortressplanninggroup.com and in the meantime i got to go but i will see you i'll see you on the flip side bye bye The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.